And now, the Awkward High Five Podcast presents Devin's Things I Like. I'm Devin, and this is what I really like. You want to know what I like? Scrapple. You may be asking, what's Scrapple? And if you do know, you may be asking, do you really eat that stuff? And my answer to everyone is yes, because I'm ignoring the first question. You see, when you start doing something at a young age, like in my case eating Scrapple, you normally continue to do it even when you're older and should know better, no matter how disgusting and harmful it is. You Christians know what I'm talking about. Anyway, next time you're selecting a breakfast meat, try Scrapple. I can't guarantee you'll like it, but you will feel like you have more brains, because it's made of brains. Scrapple, you're what I like. Dog breakfast, baby. I'm thinking about it. That scrap of apple about? Yeah. Thinking about it all. I want it. Starving. Scrapple is delicious. It is so delicious. You're the only um, friend of mine that uh, jumped on the scrapple. And it's probably because we hung out with each other so you know when we were so young. But um, I got an early taste for it. You did. You did. Because everybody else that I know that I uh, that I ever tried, including ex-girlfriends and other friends that I tried to make eat Scrabble, they were all like, this is fucking gross. Not a one taker. Not one taker besides wow. you. Now, let me say something. Rightfully so. If you don't, gr- you know, it's one of those things, it's an acquired taste, and if you're not somebody who grew up eating it, and you're definitely, and you're not from the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area for the most part, it's probably something that you're not going to dig that much, but look... Uh, you know. Hey, when the outside is crispy as fuck and the inside's warm but still soft, oh, and you get some nice ketchup in the mix. Put some ketchup on it if, yeah. if you're so inclined. Maybe some maple syrup or something. Yeah, I like it when the syrup accidentally hits. You do the sweet end. I'm gonna say right now a word that I can't stand. One of the words that hits my fucking ugh zone: savory. If you do <laughs> that a, does. You do a sweet I... and savory with the maple syrup and the scrapple. I know you don't like coupons. Coupons, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, tart, I'm tart, not a big fan of. Right. Uh, it's well, actually, that's weird. I'm not a big fan of a lot of words that describe the taste of food. <laughs> the, but, uh, what was the other one we spoke of? I know you hate it when people. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, fucking middle aged knight. That we spoke of. <laughs> yes, I'm proper now. That thou have previously <laughs> spoken of in my. <laughs> p- um. No, oh, I don't think you hate the word. I think you just hate when people uh, mispronounce accessories. Or accessories. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yes. If you say accessories and you say and, and you pronounce the C's as S's, that bothers me. Yeah. But I think what you're you're referring to is what we talked about before on here, which is um, holy shit. Why can't I think of it right now? Uh, applicable and applicable yes. is a big yes. is a big a thorn in my side. Whatever. Anyway, welcome to the awkward high five podcast. Um, he's Devin, <laughs> and he's Richard. That was a nice little fucking. Uh, Play on that. Yeah. Uh, It's a Friday show, so I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to fucking sit here and and try to hide it from the people listening to this. I might have had a vodka or two before we started. Yep, yep. You might have came in here a little looser than normal. Yeah, I'm feeling loopy. Yeah, a little loopy? Yeah. You know what's weird, man, is um, I woke up today, right? And I just had this like weird feeling. I don't know what it is, um, but like I just feel like like a few years ago... I feel like this date means something to me, is what I'm saying to you, RTJ. Okay. You know, and you ever have that feeling where you're like, this date should mean something yeah, to me, but I don't... sometimes you just look at the calendar and see the month with the day, and it's like, this day means something. Yeah, April 15th, and I, I know, I feel like I either did something, or um, or it, something happened to me, or through horrible judgment, I made one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life. Something like that. You it know what I mean? It stands out. Now, I know that, that in 2001, uh, Joey Ramone died on that day. So that does hit me. Okay. But I wasn't a part of that. No. I didn't, despite what some people out there tried to say, I didn't murder Joey Ramone. No. So that's not it. I also know that a few. The note wasn't in your handwriting. It, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,. A few years ago was the um, the the Boston Marathon bombings. 
but mm-hmm. I but I wasn't a part of that, Mm-mm. you know. But there's just something. There's just some. I feel like I just did something a few years ago, maybe three years ago, on this date that I should just regret more than anything, any mistake that I've ever made in my life. But I don't know. Is it you ever have that feeling? It's weird. Yeah, like a big error. Yeah, like I just did something really bad. Like and it's a, not coming to you. Or it's you... like it's just a really horrible misstep that might have just sent my life spiraling down the tubes for like the next few years. Mm. But I can't tell if that's true or not. You know what also is weird, though, is uh, is that um, I've had a song stuck in my head all day. Okay. You ever, do you like, oh, you're a rap fan. We know this. I love rap. Um, love hip-hop, too. Are you a big fan of uh, Fat Lip? Were you a big fan of The Far Side? Yes. Um, and then Fat Lip from The Far Side? Yes. Well, I can't, I don't know why, but all I woke up today with this feeling like I did something really stupid a few years ago today, and then this line from a Fat Lip song has been in my head all day. And they're incorporated. They're, well, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know if they're incorporated or they, they, they live independently of each other. All I'm giving you here is the facts of what's going on in my head. I gotcha. And the fact is, is that I, I just feel like something's amiss today. And then this line has been going on all day. Um, well, you know what? Here, I got it. Yeah. I've been a loser just about my life. And I don't know why. Hmm, it's a good song. I don't know why that line though has been in my head all day. You know, the hoe into a housewife line. That's probably the biggest part of it. You mm. know, um, uh, you know, I haven't been a loser all of my life, but I woke up this morning. I had this nagging feeling in my head, like I'd done something wrong a few years ago, and then this came into my head. I've been a loser just about my life. Like they're trying to turn a hoe to a housewife. Now I'm not a detective or anything, and you're not either. But this is a I, this is a very interesting phenomenon, and because I, I'm thinking as hard as I can, what horrible mistake could I have made three years ago due to horrible judgment, where it ended up uh, spiraling my life out of control, losing me a ton of money, making me lose my apartment, um, making me have to move back in with my parents at 34 years old. And making me having to just pretty much turn my life all around. I, I don't know what that possibly not, could be. I think we have to hear it again. Okay. It's not coming to me. But yeah, but that's another thing is then I think about it and I'm just like, what could that thing? And then I hear this in my head. I've been a loser just about all my life. Like they're trying to turn a home to a housewife. So I don't know. I, look, I'm just letting you know that that's what I'm dealing with here. I'm not making any assumptions. Maybe nothing happened uh, three years ago today. I don't know. Besides the Boston bombing. Sometimes when lyrics and music is familiar like that, it's almost the soundtrack of your life. So there must be some type of tie here. I feel like there is some significance to that lyric. Exactly. But I don't know exactly what it is, hmm, you know? Play it again. When I- I've been a loser just about all my life. Back like to the trying to turn a hoe to a housewife. Yeah, I don't. It's a great tune. It's a great tune, and uh, and and you know, I don't know if I if I relate one hundred percent to what he's saying there, but for some reason, I've been a loser just about all my life. Like they're trying to turn a home to a housewife. It's just been resonating in my head all day. Hmm. That's all, you know. Is it because it's a catchy tune, or it probably is? I just don't know why that one line, specific, specifically the second part of that one line. It's just been stuck in my head all day, hmm. you know? It's something that a lot of cats could be familiar with, but if you're getting that strong taste... I'm just getting that weird deja vu feeling, that weird glitch in the Matrix, yeah. that weird, like, something's going on. Like, a few years ago, maybe April 15th, 2013, the same day as the Boston bombings, mm. uh, I just fucking... I was out of my mind crazy and uh, thought that I should do something, and then I did it, and then I've regretted it every day since, and I just don't know why it just kind of just... It just apply, you know. It's just, and then, and then I think, and it's like this. I've been a loser just about all my life. Like they're trying to turn a home to a housewife. I like the fact that every time we play it, I mean you just bop our heads. <laughs> yeah, that is a great song, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. Have you ever tried to turn a hoe into a housewife? <laughs> I'm sure I have. <laughs> But I was telling you this before the show, and you said that you would like to turn a hoe into a housewife. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they would make good housewives once they hang up their uh, hoe robe. Here's the thing about the hoes, okay. is they never hang up the hoe robe. That's <laughs> why you don't want to turn a hoe into a housewife, because she's never going to be a housewife. She's always going to be a hoe, you if think? you will. You yes. think they don't want to retire that belt? Well, maybe later when they're metapausal or something, but in, in your 20s and 30s, 
a hoe going to be a hoe, as they yeah. say. That's what I don't know. I've and never, that's without a controversy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know for sure, you know. But uh, from from what Fat Lip tells me, I guess mm-hmm. you know they can make a bed spring, sing a song of mercy. Now here's the thing. Um, I've definitely, definitely based relationships on sex before, mm-hmm. and and I I know better than that now. Now look, great sex is definitely a part of a relationship that you want. Yeah. But if you're gonna like try to like stay with a girl just because the one thing that she offers in the relationship is good sex, or, and then that's a no goodie. Well, sooner or later she's gonna offer that good sex to somebody else. Yeah. Because you know, I've been a loser just about all my life. Now now I'm just doing it to watch us bop our heads. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The man's got a point. You know, like, I don't know. I feel that, uh, you know, even though, like we spoke about before, it's tough dealing with a hoe because <laughs> you think about... <laughs> you think about her past experiences and, you know, we both... Uh, we both hate on if they've been with unsavory gentlemen in the past. You had to use savory after I said that I don't like it? After you said you don't like what? The word savory? Yes. Yeah, you I did said it. unsavory. Oh, I'm sorry. Unsavory gentlemen in the past. The prefix. And that really gets at our goat sometimes or grinds our gears. Well, you know what, though? is like if I know – if I'm with a girl and I know that she's she's been around, mm-hmm. then that doesn't bother me because because I know what I'm in it for, you know? Yeah. But, but if, then there's no chance at housewife. No, right. If right off the bat, I would be like, no housewife. Really? I've done that before. But what if they're like ready for it? What if they're ready to just hang up the hoe robe? Would, would you <laughs> actually believe that would they be ready to hang up the hoe robe? You never know. Because a lot of hoes uh, want to make you believe that they want to hang up the hoe robe so that they could get into the relationship so that they could change their status on Facebook and show everybody their ring and act like shit's going down. But on the inside, the hoe robe is still coming on at night. Yeah. She's just going somewhere else with that hoe robe. You oh, see what shit. I'm saying? That's why you don't want to turn a hoe into a housewife. Because I don't know if you know this you or not, point. RTG, but one of the main characteristics of a hoe is that she likes to be with many different guys, no matter what her situation is. True story. Is, true right? story. So that's usually why you don't want to turn a hoe into a housewife. See, my thing with hoes and the whole, you know, with them keeping the robe on is that when you get a hoe, you get all the fun, adventurous stuff that goes along with the hoe. Love the hoe. You know? Look, n- let me let me say this right now. I'm not being uh, critical of any hoes out there. You're not hating hoes? I love a hoe. I'm a single gentleman right now. Love the hoes. <laughs> and there's nothing more in this world than I love than a hoe. A hoe is the biggest thing in my world right now. I love the hoes. <laughs> what I'm saying is... I've been a loser just about all my life. Uh. You just don't turn a hoe into a housewife or try to do so when you didn't really think that she was a hoe. But then you, you, but then you said, sex is really good. And she's Mm -hmm. pretty, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So I'm just saying, not that I've dealt with this uh, personally. Not on April 15th. Not three years ago during the Boston bombings. No, it's not that I've done with this personally. I'm just saying. I just know from being a little bit older and going through life that you just don't, you know, turn a hoe into a housewife. I hear you. But you never know, man, because a hoe's got a lot to offer. Not only the good sex, but also I have this theory that once a hoe, you've been through many different types of relationships. You've worn many different hoe robes. You have, you've been through all the fights. You've been through all the makeups and breakups. And you, you, you know, you establish what you want. You know what's good and you know what's bad. You get housewife to housewife. There's not much experience in there. Maybe there could be some future fights because they've never done it before. You gotta re- you gotta teach them what the relationship and all the ins and outs are all about, and you know you're dealing with a almost like a a virgin, a thirteen year old. I'm saying bring <laughs> on the hoe. Now here's 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 the thing. I think you're you're misinterpreting the term turning a hoe into a housewife. Maybe I am. Hoes are hoes, housewives are housewives. You can meet a nice girl who's committed to you and hasn't been a hoe or doesn't have the natural ingraining of a hoe, and then you could turn her into a housewife, no matter how crazy she is in the sack. Uh-huh. But a hoe is is the type of girl that needs multiple guys and will always need multiple guys. Yeah, maybe I am. Mrs. So Durbin. you don't want to turn that into a housewife because then you're dealing with a housewife 
that'll go and cheat on you with multiple guys. Mm, you see what I'm maybe saying? Maybe I'm just thinking of an experienced woman. Right. Experienced women? Amazing. Yeah. Love them. So you wouldn't call that a hoe? No, no, no. You would no, just no. call it an experienced woman. I would guess. Exactly. All look, right. I, I have... I Look, it's 2016. I I have no problems with sexual freedom at right, all. Right. I would actually prefer a woman who has been out there and done her thing. Yeah, yeah. They're However, always the best. If she, once we're unless t- their last name is Madropides, <laughs> <laughs> once we're together, um, unless thoroughly, unless before discussed about, because you know I'm all about the open relationship, right? Right. If you listen to forty million episodes ago, lay the groundwork. The groundwork. Uh, unless previously talked about, I would like that person with the sexual experience to be exclusive to me, and and vice versa, exclusive to her. Of course, a hoe is somebody who will go. And uh, behind your back, be with other men. Oh, that's terrible. After See, maybe you propose to him. You I know didn't what I mean? Know all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's why you don't want to fucking. I've been a loser just about my life. Take the trying to turn a hoe to a housewife. We're Who changing the dance every time. I know. I started doing the WAP actually. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I am known to do the WAP. That was a quick WAP. Uh huh. But um, speaking of hoes. You you were explaining to me before the show when I was telling you about uh, what a significant day in my life today was. Mm-hmm. A term that uh, I wasn't too familiar with that you said was a... Something that a hoe gets? Yes. Yeah. What was it? A chicken cutlet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not served on a dish. Now, you have... Uh, you have uh, uh, experience with said oh oh man i just did something i hate <laughs> i'm sorry shut it down i just did the said i uh, hate yeah. i hate when people say said something said yeah, so especially in print either. like on facebook when people are like and so speaking of said blah 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 blah, and i just fucking did it and is it spelled like the word said or is it s-e-d no i think it's s-a-i-d because it's saying what i previously had said right right okay man i fucking hate myself i've been a loser just about my life but um anyway so you have some experience with a chicken cutlet i've served one (laughs) i've served one please please tell us the story of the chicken cutlet all right well normally i don't want to hear your stupid stories today i'm begging you for this story (laughs) it's a short one but uh if uh anyone out there has cooked a chicken cutlet it paints the picture much better when you're, uh, I think the general uh, population understands what a real chicken cutlet is. All right, but it, you know, if you've never cooked one, this is going to be tough to understand. Yeah, you, you can't just have eaten or ate a chicken cutlet. You have to have cooked a chicken cutlet to know the process of the egg dipping, the breadcrumb dipping, and then put her limousine in the oven. riding, <laughs> Learjet riding, pinky ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing. Woo! But yeah, the whole, uh, you know, preparation, the dunking in the egg to get the breadcrumbs to stick and then to put it in the oven. Okay, so basically you would take a raw piece of chicken. Yeah. You'd, you'd put it in some eggs and yeah. maybe some flour yeah. in order to, and then you'd put it in some breadcrumbs. Yeah. And then you'd put that, the breadcrumbed egg floured uh, concoction into the oven yeah. or a deep fryer. And then you take it out and you get a chicken cutlet. Yeah. Okay. So, if you want to turn that into sexual terms. <laughs> I think everybody gets the analogy at this point. But what had happened was. Mm-hmm. So, this is what happens. It could happen while you're drunk. It could happen while you're sober. It could happen in the lawn. It could happen at the beach. Now, the term really comes from beach sex. I was going to say, doesn't there have to be some sand involved? Yes. So, it really comes from having sex on the beach. Because... It could happen without even trying to prepare the cutlet. It could happen on accident. So what happens is <laughs> the sex is happening, most likely raw dog. I'm going to say definitely raw dog. I would believe so. Yeah. So it, it, is, it is already... Which, by the way, when isn't it? When isn't it? Anyway. Right. Yeah. So the sex has already started because that would be the egg dipping. <laughs> The okay. egg wash, if you will. The egg wash. A little egg, maybe a little 1% milk. You whisk that together. Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah, you get the juice. Uh-huh. So uh, the Sip egg... the juice. The egg has uh, definitely been dunked in. 
So that's the egg dipping. You mean the chicken has been dunked in? The chicken, yes. right? The chicken has been dunked in the egg. Now I don't have to explain what the chicken is in this part. So that's your big fat cack. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, the chicken has now been dunked in egg. Everything's been dipped. Now <laughs> this can happen on accident. Or this could happen on purpose, depending on how mean you are. Now, I have never known one to do this on purpose. And if you are that guy right now listening, shame on you. Because this is cruel. But what happens next in the chicken cutlet preparation, as we all know, is the breadcrumbs. Now, (laughs) after the egg has been dipped, the breadcrumbs can come from the beach. If it accidentally falls out, and land in the breadcrumbs, a.k.a. the sand. Right. But if you're on a lawn, the breadcrumbs is going to have to be the dirt because there is no beach. So it could be <laughs> sand on the beach, dirt on the lawn. Wait, so what you're trying to say is that when you, uh, when you chicken cutleted somebody, uh, me it, personally? it was in a lawn. It was on yeah, a lawn, okay. yeah. So my breadcrumbs weren't of high quality. Right. Yeah, they weren't like Four Seasons. They weren't panko. They were like uh, fucking ShopRite brand. Yeah, fucking... they're like American Standards yes. or some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it that's was, a toilet brand, but it, that's okay. It was, lawn, it was lawn crumbs. Okay. So now you have Dunkin' an Egg, and then you have Dunkin' an Breadcrumbs. So, by presenting the chicken cutlet, instead of saying, you know what, let me wash off this chicken and start from scratch. You know, I like my chicken cutlets fresh. What you do is, when you got the breadcrumbs on, you just say, fuck it, and you serve the cutlet. Well, right, you put it into the oven. Right. Yes. So now... Let me help you with your own analogy here. uh, Yeah, this is tough for me. Yeah. So the receiver now gets a fully dipped in egg... And breadcrumbed chicken presented to them. I don't know if it, it hurt, if it doesn't feel good or what, but you have now put the chicken gullet into the oven fully crumbed. And there you have, ladies and gentlemen, the chicken cutlet. And so you did this. And that is how, well, that makes a hoe. I don't think there's anything more besides the whole multiple partner sneaking and Dipping and dunking and whatever, a chicken cutlet is definitely at the peak of the mountain. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty bad. I don't know if it's the tippy tippy top, right? But it is at the summit. Being able to chicken cutlet is uh, maybe a mark of a hoe. Yeah. I've been a loser just about my life. Take the trying to turn a hoe to a housewife. Yeah, that's definitely not a making of a housewife. No. Now I, you know, one time I was with a girl. Um, I've never chicken cutleted. No, I've never. Uh, Not even on accident. I've had sex on the beach. So you might have, but, but I, yeah, started to make a cutlet. And and sand has definitely gotten places, but there's never been any sort of like uh, dipping, dipping, and put. Yeah, yeah, right. I would be, I would be sensitive of that. I'm not, I'm not a bad person. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt anybody. I wanted to be a pleasurable experience for everybody. So I was extremely intoxicated, and when I'm intoxicated, really, yeah. really, RTG, so. extremely intoxicated. <laughs> so I didn't. Holy shit! Purposely make a chicken cutlet. You heard it here first. It was an accident, and you know when you're drunk, you like to make snacks. <laughs> So I think it happened on that. Now, is that the is that like the craziest thing that's ever happened during sex with you? <laughs> oh, probably not. Yeah, right. I mean, I can't think of the craziest thing right now, but that doesn't, you know. Oh, don't turn into my, a, a favorite punk fucking album thing again. No, I'm We're going to shut even, down for 15 minutes. I'm not even going to try and think of it right now. Maybe we'll talk about it on a later episode, but I know there's some things out there. I've been with a choker. You ever been with a choker? No. It's pretty interesting. I'm sure it is. I yeah, would like to be. Yeah. It, well, look, I'm going to say I'm, I don't. I don't know if I consider myself. I just got done reading the uh, new No Effects book, um, uh, which I'm very excited about. It, well, I actually, I, I actually want you to read it because a lot of that book is about Eric uh, Sandlin, their drummer, mm-hmm. um, uh, and how he kicked heroin and stayed sober for twenty. It's actually really. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it anyway. It's. I want you to read it. I wish I had bought a hard copy. I got it on my Kindle, uh, so I can't share it. If I had a hard copy, I'd give it to you. Oh, well, I'm just gonna hit up Barnes and Noble. Yeah, you should read it. It's yeah, worth reading. I'm going to for sure. But anyway, you know, Fat Mike, uh, you know, talks a lot about his uh, sadomasochism, and um, he loves that. Shit. Loves it, right? Yeah. Doesn't he have a dungeon in his basement? Of yeah, his yeah. Well, now he, now he, now he's married to an actual goddess. Oh, like he an married actual, that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soma or whatever. She's pretty. She's pretty cute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Man. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, mm. cute enough to fuck Fat Mike, I guess. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I was like, if you're into whips, chains, whistles, yo-yos. <laughs> Um, but you know, I've never been, I'm, I'm a straight sex kind of guy, you know, like I like a little weirdness. We're talking missionary. We're talking missionary. <laughs> We're talking me on top, her on, I'm sorry. I actually, missionary is my least favorite yeah, me thing too. to fucking do. Of course, who, yeah. who actually enjoys, is there a woman or a guy in the world that enjoys missionary sex? I like missionary if like, you know, I'm going for like, you know, the gold medal, you know what I mean? Like if I'm really putting in work. And crazy shit's going on, and things are being grabbed and flying, legs all over the place. Missionary's fun. But if it's just straight, you know, missionary, me on top, her on the, like, it gets boring, you know? Oh, I get, I get what you're saying. If you're pinning the legs up a little bit, or you guys are getting yeah. a little crazy that way. Yeah, if you, you know, you start put, you know, putting some heavy moves in. See, for me, missionary uh, serves one purpose, and that is I'm probably about fucking. 30 to 45 seconds away from fucking blast off mm-hmm. and we're just gonna fucking plow this out you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. you've already finished lay down fucking and here we go yeah you know? but yeah so i was thinking about it and i was thinking about my own sexual conquests which uh and um and since you brought up the chicken cutlet i i, I said i'd bring up the choker which was an interesting fucking thing with mm-hmm. me um and 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 what that is is i was with a girl who likes to get choked out it's excellent it was awesome Sounds awesome. It was very awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, I was so you know I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I'm st- she's she's a great person, and we had a lot of fun. But um, uh, but I was what actually it was missionary style. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there, we're having sex. That is how you're going to get the best choke on. Enjoy. Well, since then though, after that, once the choking was established. Everything was choking. Yeah. Doggy style choking, on top choking, everything. <laughs> Rear naked choke, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was throwing fucking uh, million dollar dreams and <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and then and then afterwards, after after I came, I shoved a hundred dollar bill in her mouth. <laughs> I gave her a haircut. And then I high fived my black friend Virgil. <laughs> and threw a snake on her. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is the situation that happened to me. Is that I, I'd been um, I'd been seeing this girl for a little bit. Ah, we, Virgil. We were having a, uh, a sexual relationship, and the first couple times the sex was normal sex. A couple of positions, everybody gets off and everybody has fun. And then uh, a few times into it, I'm having sex with her, and I'm on top, and I'm you know looking down at her, and uh, and she always did this thing where she kind of puts her head to the side, like so she wouldn't ever make eye contact. She kind of just like lean over a little bit and like you know i could tell she was enjoying it or whatever and then at one point yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) looking at a poster of like brad pitt on the wall yeah right (laughs) please girls just just believe that she enjoyed it um no but uh and and uh and at one no but it was always that's the thing is it was always kind of like a passive thing where she wanted to be kind of like I'm like this is happening to me. Like I'm not a part of this. This is right, happening. To I know like, what like you mean. somebody's somebody's like doing you're totally this to me. Over yeah, and right, right, control. right. And that was the whole thing. That's pretty cool. And then at one point, she just looked up at me. This is probably like the third or fourth time we had sex. She just looked at me and she said, "You could choke me if you want." And so nonchalant, like yeah, that. that's I, excellent. And I was like, "What? What do you mean?" She was like, e- "I like to get choked. You could choke me if that's you want." That's awesome. So I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's for you, girl. Whoever you are, that's for you. So, um, so I didn't know, like, I and, and I had never been a part of this before. I didn't know what was going on, you know. And and so I was like, okay, it was obviously what she wanted. Mm-hmm. So I I wanted to oblige her in any way um, because I'm a generous partner. Tell all your yeah. friends, but um, he was a giver. But, <laughs> but uh, so I I put my hands around her neck and I start joking. And I just didn't, and I, but it's scary when you first do it because you're I'm just sure. like, how much pressure can you apply? Yeah, you were probably thinking, like, how heavy does she want it? Yeah, right? right. And then, of course, you're sitting there humping away. So you don't want to fucking, like, you, you know, you can, like, you start concentrating on something else. And before you know it, you've crushed a fucking larynx, yeah. you know? Um, Jeez. But over time, I, I got my grip together and it sounds it, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Oh, with your fuck! Now you have a phone that interrupts our fucking show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot I even had one. <laughs> I was like, "What is this contraption?" So yeah, 
There was also another time, and I don't, and then this might be the couple of vodkas that I had that I'm getting so into my oh, sexual yeah. proclivity. Get loose, get loose. This has nothing to do. This isn't even like a crazy thing, but it was. But uh, and this girl, I'm gonna honestly say that this girl was not a hoe. She was actually a very nice person. Um and uh, but we were having sex one time, and I had a. A you know those fucking uh, I'm gonna call it a mannequin head, but it's not a mannequin head. It's the Ooh. it's the <laughs> it's those heads that um that they give you in cosmetology class. Yes, so that you I can know cut the, the hair. as well. Yes, I had one of those heads, mm-hmm. and on top of it, I had a cowboy hat that I had bought in Nashville when we were on tour. Yes, I know the hat. Uh, a nice real deal leather cowboy hat, mm-hmm. and I and I when I was not wearing the cowboy hat. Um, like James Eha in the in the Today video, <laughs> I put it on this head on top of my dresser. And one time, I was having sex with this chick, and this was one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me sexually. Oh, I know what you're going to say, and it sounds great already. She's on top. She's riding me on top. And I'm sitting there enjoying it. And sh- while she's riding me, she starts looking over at the head, and then looking back, and then looking over the head, and then fucking takes the cowboy hat off of the, the mannequin head, Puts it on her own head like she's a fucking cowboy and then goes to fucking town. That's great. Now, that was not a hoe. And that was probably somebody I should have turned into a housewife. Oh, yeah. But uh, those were were simpler days. That's a champion, champion. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I didn't know this was going to be the sex story show. Oh, I forgot to mention that later on in the show, we have a guest coming in. Oh, we do? Yeah, we got a guest. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a surprise for you. Okay. Yeah, you're going to really like this guest. You're you're a big fan of him. Cool. And uh, yeah, translucent or not, you're going to love this guest. I'm excited. Yeah. I have a super hoe story. Really? Yeah. Well, it kind of makes me the hoe. Well, I know for a fact that you are a hoe. (laughs) Not no mo, and also <laughs> and also everybody who listens to the show knows it. So not no, those are my younger days, mm. which this kind of describes. But I always found this story to be pretty funny, based on coincidence and my own shit memory. Wait, I have something to say to the the girl you're dating right now. I've been a loser just about my life. Take the trying to turn a home to a housewife. Don't make the same mistake that I made three what years ago. What were you trying to say by that? I was trying to say that she shouldn't turn a hoe into a house husband. Oh, like I'm the, <laughs> yeah. the stay at no, home. No, I would never call your, your girlfriend a hoe, ever. She's a great person. I, I love I'm her. I'm talking about me. I know, but I was just saying, I was just letting her know. Oh, okay. I know she doesn't listen to the show. So but. you're trying to turn, so she's going to try and turn me into a stay-at-home hoe dad? Yeah, right. <laughs> hoe dad. And we know how hoe you be. Oh, man. Handing out chicken cutlets. <laughs> Uh, th- th- those are older times, and uh, this story is an older time. Actually, not too long ago, but <laughs> it is an older time. But I found it to be funny, whether the audience likes it or not. It is hilarious, based on coincidence. That's and, a great way to set up a story. On- <laughs> whether the audience likes it or not, I think it's funny. So uh, deal with it. I, I love it. Anyway, I actually just found out the, the truth of it not too long ago, and it blew my mind how much I didn't remember it. But uh, it's actually pretty funny. I'll give you the quick wrap-up. Yeah, stop saying it's funny and just say it and let us be the judge. All right. Because, you know, even if it's not funny, I kind of want to get you a little enticed. Okay. But all right, here goes. Real quick version. So one night I end up extremely intoxicated. <laughs> They're all going to start like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found no this, one's surprised. This, cute, uh, this cute blonde girl that I was attracted to. So I invited her back to my house where I took her. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there, there she laid until the morning. So we got dropped off that night, being that we were both intoxicated. We had no wheels. And um, I said, damn, how am I going to get this girl that I don't even know her name home, you know? Mm-hmm. So a buddy of mine called me up and said, hey, can you do me a favor? And uh, I'm moving out of my apartment today. Can you help me move? And normally, 99% of the, uh, you know, the smart people in this world would say, oh, man, I got uh, homework to do. I got to, you know, redecorate the house, feed the hogs. Wash and, my hair. Yeah. And no one would help the person move. But I jumped all over that and I said, yeah, man, I'll help you move. But you got to take this girl home. So I got the ride home. It was me, a buddy of mine in this truck, a two seater, and she's in the middle. And we drive her home to her house and drop her off. And so comes a time 
where there's a big blank space in the middle. Oh, my God. You're so and, bad at telling stories. Yeah, I know. This is pretty bad. But I'm actually telling this story to a friend of mine that I, I know well, and I'm telling him this story. And he says, Rich, that wasn't that dude. It was me. And I said, no, it wasn't. I know for a fact it was this dude because I, as soon as we dropped her off, I helped him and his girlfriend move out of his uh, apartment and back into his home. Okay, so wait, let me let me just uh, act as the audience here yeah. because I'm kind of confused. Okay, you're telling somebody a story about how you offered to move, help somebody move in order to take a girl home. Yes, and the guy you're telling the story to says, "No, that was me." Yes. Okay. Got yes. It. Got so it, he's got saying, it. "No, it was me." And I said, no, I know for a fact it was this other guy because right afterwards I helped him and his girl move and I know it was him because I helped them move right after and we were laughing about it, how, you know, I had to take this girl home who I didn't even know and he dropped her off and then I was helping them move after just to get the ride. And he said, no, I picked you up in my brother's truck. She sat in the middle and we dropped her off. And I said, no way, impossible. I know it was this other guy for sure. And he gave me the exact location where she lived and exactly what she looked like so I knew it was this girl. And I said, no way, impossible. So I call up the other guy and he tells me, I picked you up in my brother's truck. She <laughs> sat in the middle and we drove her to this exact location. So I com- And uh, the second time we took her home, the dude was in his brother's truck and we sat the same exact way and took her to the same exact house. But I completely forgot 100% the second time. I don't know if my brain mushed them into just one time. <laughs> and I, but the only time I remembered was the first time. So on two different occasions, only remembering one of them, me and a friend of mine, but I only had to help someone move once. The second guy. Well, that's good. The second guy did it out of friendship, which I love him for. But <laughs> two dudes, three se- a two-seater truck, little girly Smurf in the middle, took her home to her spot on two different occasions, but in almost identical situations. How many times is there a truck where you have to sit three in the front kind of thing? I get what you're saying. That's interesting. That is amazing. It's pretty amazing. Like, the coincidence of how we drove home and I needed the ride the next day and I don't remember the second time taking this girl home is just mind-blowing to me. That is super ho for show. (laughs) Have you talked to uh, this this lady since? Abs- not since no. we dropped her off that day. She was probably like, what's up with this dude? Every time I have sex with him, he has a pickup truck come and get me with a guy in it. That's what I'm saying. It's so weird. It's the one of the weirdest things I've ever done in my life. And kind of makes me feel like a hoe. <laughs> yes. Big time. But those- I've been a loser just about my life. Type to trying to turn a hoe to a housewife. Yeah, I really wonder what I did a few years ago. Me too. Ago. Now you got my brain racking. I don't know. You know, I forget things so often, but I, I really do feel like I made a fucking giant mistake. I just don't know what it could possibly be, hmm. you know? I'm you know? trying to think for you, bud, but I can't remember. Man, we're coming up on our, our guest is going to be here in like, is he? is like five or ten minutes. I'm curious to yeah. see who it is. Um, I wanted to tell you the story, of, since we're killing time here before our guest gets here, mm-hmm. Um. When I was in a community college, this has nothing to do with hoes or sex. I'm I'm, I'm turning the fucking page. Here. Yeah, flip the script on me, uh, Bob Seger style. Okay. Um, we were in. Uh, I just thought of this story the other day, and and uh, I fucking completely forgot about this. Me and my friend Timmy, um, still my friend. Uh, fucking, uh, we're in community college together. Beautiful Brookdale Community College. In, ah. in, uh we're, we're, we're fucking city. Lincroft, Lincroft, New yeah. Jersey. Raritan 2. Raritan 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, any high school, too. Yeah, the University of Raritan. So we're, we're, it was like, uh, I forget what it was, but we basically what it was is we both had uh, morning classes and then we both had um, uh, it, like uh, time in between the classes, like a few hours in between class before our next classes. And we, me, him, and actually my friend Kylie, who I know listens to this show. Hi, Kylie. She, she, uh, we would meet up sometimes and hang out in between. One time they were giving away care packages at the bookstore for, for students. And in these care packages, oh, little doggy bags. Yeah. There's like a little fucking, it looked like a little, uh, what's that called? Like, uh, uh, the meal that you would get from McDonald's, a kid's meal, happy meal. a happy meal. I love shit like that. And inside were little, little, little chink trinklets that you would need in life. <laughs> little chinks. So, little, no, no. <laughs> Stop that. I'm sorry. Um, 
And so, you know, whatever. There's like deodorant and shit and whatever. But in the in the girls' one, no, here's the thing. In the guys' one, there was deodorant and blah, 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 and uh, red cough syrup. In the girls' one, <laughs> random. there was a bunch of shit and there was tampons. Okay. So we had a t- couple hours to kill. So what we started doing was dunking the tampons into the red cough syrup, obviously. Genius. Because, you know, we're idiots. Mm-hmm. And we started just kind of hanging them around campus, like uh, maybe on a fucking... Um, doorknob. On a payphone. I mean, this is back in the time where there was actually payphones. Okay. Yeah, on a doorknob of a class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from a tree. And we're laughing and whatever. I'm digging this. So then we had we had a class... Before the class, there is a there was a little hallway outside with a little a vestibule um, with vending machines in it, and and after and in on the break from class, you know from you know how it is in college classes, you have like a three and a half hour class, you get a break in the middle to go smoke butts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Everyone used to go to the vending machine and get their shit. So my friend Timmy decided that a good idea would be. Uh, oh, here's the fucking thing. We needed money for cigarettes. We didn't have any money to buy cigarettes. So we were like, how the fuck can we get money for cigarettes? Timmy said, I got a good idea. Let's put the tampon, the bloody tampon, into the cha- where the change would come out on the vending machine. So nobody will try to get their change. And then hopefully we'll have enough oh, to get fucking man, cigarettes. Man, that is so smart. Now, here's the, this is back when, when cigarettes were like $2.50 a mm-hmm. fucking uh, a pack or whatever. So we're like, that's a fucking good idea. So we go to we put the tamp the bloody tampon into the change re, uh, catcher. We go to class. We get a break from class. We go outside. We were all excited. We run over to the vending machine. At this point, there's a semicircle of probably about ten to fifteen people just standing <laughs> around the vending machine. There, there, there was a there was a few people that put money in, went to go get their change, freaked out. Then there was a couple people that were just like, fuck it, I don't care about my change. I want this bag of fucking combos. Yeah, so they yeah. put their money in and fucking did it. But at the same time, everyone's standing around looking at this bloody tampon. Like, how did Waiting that get the there? What's soul? going on? <laughs> so my friend Timmy, to his fucking credit, uh, so fucking funny. The the whole the plan was was that at some point Timmy was gonna run in grab the bloody tampon, act like he was the savior of the crowd. Like, I got it, everybody, don't matter, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. And then I was going to run in, scoop up all the change, hopefully <laughs> enough to go pa- get a pack of fucking Parliament Lights or Marlboro Lights, and then we would be happy. Yeah. So, it's a great plan, by the way. So I'm very impressed. Thank you. So Timmy goes in, and he grabs the bloody tampon, and Ed, there's a crowd around, and everyone's like, Yes, yes, like you got it. Thank you. I run in, I scoop up all the change. I'm happy about the score. <laughs> so we're about to dip, and then Timmy, being the mastermind that he is, mm. decides that he needs to take it one step closer, at one step further, and he takes the bloody tampon and holds it up in the air. And I look at him and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker, with this crowd of maybe 15, 20 people, <laughs> takes the bloody tampon. Submerges it into his mouth and sucks all the red fucking um, oh, uh, cough syrup out of the tampon. Love it. And everybody in that whole crowd just thought that this dude took this bloody tampon into his mouth and sucked the blood out of it. And they all freaked. Everyone was like, ah, freaking out and shit. It's such a great, yeah, it was great of, maneuver. It was fucking great. And then we I got a pack it. of cigarettes and I think we went to go see Fight Club or something. That is awesome, mm-hmm. man. I would have loved to have seen that go down because those people probably took a shit. Well, no, it was it was you know you know how community college is. There was like sixty year olds, like housewives, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking probably hopefully non ho housewives. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say hoes, um, housewives, fucking new kids. All, it was it was the whole crowd. It was fucking looked like a Bernie Sanders rally, and it was fucking. <laughs> uh, it was great. It was a great story. Real quick, did you see Bernie Sanders pound that kid? Yeah, it was awesome. That he fucking really gave him the cool. stream. He's the real deal. Yeah. People get mad at me for my politics. That motherfucker's the real deal. Straight daps. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, our, our 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 surprise guest is here. Really? Yeah. Can you go get him? You want me to get him? Yeah, yeah, go get him. Okay. I'm pretty uh, pretty nervous. No, we'll go get him because he looks like he's translucent. Okay. Just don't walk through him. I'll tell the crowd while you come back. So uh, so recently, um, a company that uh, a company called Hologram USA, um, who they actually have done before. I'm sure you guys know they did a hologram of Tupac. They did a hologram of Whitney Houston. So their newest hologram that they're pushing across and they're trying to get into festivals is the hologram 
of one notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls. So I pulled some strings that I know, and I got the hologram of Biggie Smalls on the show. So uh, that's where our guest is going to be for the last few minutes of the show. And um, Richie's outside getting them right now. I hope they're not taking too long. I hope they're not fucking smoking blunts. Wait, why did I fucking send Richie to get this guy? Oh. What's up, Hologram Biggie? Oh, what it is? What's happening? Yo, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, yeah, feels good to be, be here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt, no now, doubt. Now, when you walked in, did you actually open the door, or did you just walk through the door? I could just walk through that, you know what I'm saying? I'm a hologram these days, you know what I mean? Now, hologram Biggie, um, <laughs> how does it feel to be one of the, the technological advances that people have, you know, that, that you know, in the world that's always changing technologically, you're one of yeah. the biggest advances. Yeah, you know, um... The internet was coming up when I was around, you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm, a, I'm a hologram these days, you know what I'm saying? But I get to constantly be rocking my cool G sweater, you know what I mean? So I'm happy about that. I got my cool water cologne that sprays right through me, you know what I mean? But I'm trying to stay fresh. I got my cool G whatever, whatever, and whatever's. And, uh, you know, I'm keeping it real, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, yeah. Now, um... I would think that you're the only hologram in Brooklyn. I don't know for sure. There might be a, like uh, some sort of hologram community going on there, but uh-huh, uh-huh. but how does it feel being the only hologram in Brooklyn? Well, you know, I'm pretty happy to be a hologram. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't I don't know many other holograms around, but you know, I always keep my shit real. You know what I mean? Be walking through walls despite my BLG. Um, I step up to the mic, I smoke it like a crack pipe, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, the 5-0, they can't be getting me, because boom, just like that, B-I-G, disappear, you know? Yeah. Um, where the, where did Richie go? Oh, I left him outside, you know what I mean? I gave him a big old sack of trees. He's, uh, he's twisting up an L right now, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna smoke a fat Dutch when I'm done over here, yo. It's kind of weird, though, because I just I just told him to go out to get you, and then he came back in, and and I mean, you came back in, and now he's not here. I don't I don't get it. Oh well, you know, Papa be twisting cabbage off instinct. You know what I'm saying? So I just say, Yo, little Mo, twist me up one of them L's. I'm gonna step outside. You're gonna have to hold it for me. You know what I'm saying? Because hologram B L G, he can't be holding those L's. They just fall right through my hand. But Lil Mo, he gonna twist up that L. He gonna smoke with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what's weird? Um, is I, you know, I, I, I had a dream that on this yeah. on the awkward high five podcast, no doubt. that we had real Biggie in here. No doubt, no doubt. That doesn't make any sense, right? So you had the real B.I.G. up at this podcast. Well, there's no way that we possibly could have had the actual <laughs> B.I.G. in here. No, Mo, no. I don't think it was the real Big I.G. Big, 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 big B.I.G. He be dead, you know what I'm saying? Right, that's what I thought. He, he dead, nigga. He, he, he's roaches right now, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm hologram B.I.G. Right, which makes a lot of sense. Hologram B.I.G. being here makes a ton of sense. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But real B.I.G. No being here... That doesn't make any sense, right? No, no, makes no sense at all, Mo. You know what I'm saying? Uh, B.I.G., he's been gone since 9-7. I came back not too long ago. I'm the hologram nigga. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to get up in Lil' Kim's pants, even though she be looking like horse meat these days. But, you know, B.I.G., he got mad love for Lil' Mookie. So I'm still trying to climb up in that skirt and give her the big pop of love. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. As a hologram. Oh, out. As a hologram, mm-hmm. how does does it hurt to not be able to uh, to to greet little Kim with a uh, a warm embrace? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I love it when she calls me Big Papa. You know what I'm saying? So I try the best I can, you know, to grab little Mookie, and she don't really feel it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a hologram, but uh, you know, I float around her crib. You know, I sit there and I watch her get out the shower, and you know that makes Big Papa. You know, I get down like that. You know what I'm saying? Biggie Small be getting down like that. So, you know, once little Mookie, she gets all fresh on the shower, B.I.G.'s trying to crawl up in that. You know what I'm saying? Put that shit to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. 
Those are really good you know, points that you raise. Yeah, you know, B.I.G.'s always on the level. You know what I'm saying? Twisting cabbage, smoking L's, stacking them chips. You know what I'm saying? I'm B.I.G. I keep it rude. Now, having fat money stacks, yeah. how does that work for a hologram? Oh, uh, you know... It really don't matter because I'm always staying coochie down to the socks. I never got to change my clothes. You know what I'm saying? I'm staying fresh. I got a little more twisting my L out there. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever's and whatever's. Um, I pretty much got everyone doing everything for me. But once a hologram BRG takes the stage, I'll still be stacking paper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, as a hologram, you're not as heavy as you once were. Oh, no, B.I.G. is zero pounds these days. You know what I'm saying? But I keep my look. I stay B.I.G. I just don't be uh, heavy or whatnot, you know? No, uh, yeah, so you don't have to sit down on stage anymore, which is nice. I'm saying that as a compliment. Yeah. Oh, oh, word. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Let me ask you, have you ever met Fat Lip from the far side? Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We uh, we twisted L's back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Back in, uh, when hip-hop was real, you know what I'm saying? Back in the 90s, me and Fat Lip, we puffed a few L's back then. That was when we used to roam up in Philly blunts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, uh, what do you roll them up in now? Oh, yeah, uh, well, Hologram Biggie, he likes the Dutch masters, you know what I'm saying? I'm loving them vanilla Dutch these days, so I'll just twist it up in that, you know what I'm saying? But my boys, they got to do that for me, because, you know, the Hologram B.I.G., he can't be holding them L's, you know what I'm saying? They fall right through me, like clips the branches. Have you ever tried uh, Notorious B.I.G. to turn a hoe into a housewife? Oh, no doubt. We were just talking about Lil Mookie, Lil Kim. She was a hoe straight up, no doubt. I took her asses out to department stores. I made her ass my artist, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we tried to get down like that. But uh, Lil Kim, you know, she can't hang up that whole robe, you know what I'm saying? She a hoe for life, that Lil Mookie. So uh, that's when I found my girl, Faith Faith, and I, you know, she made a good, she made a good mom. She made a good baby mamas, you know what I'm saying? She made a good housewife, but B.I.G. couldn't hold on to that, you know, I'm a true play for real. Ask Puff Daddy, yeah. How is uh, Puff Daddy dealing with having his best friend around, although maybe translucent? Oh, the niggas always dancing and shit, no matter what's going on. You play a BRG hologram, be hitting the stage, Puffy be dancing around me. Sometimes a nigga be dancing right through my hologram. He can't stop. Nigga can't even close his mouth. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So... How does it feel as a hologram not having to have your condos paid for? <laughs> or <laughs> I'm sorry, Big A missed up one of your lyrics. No, so did all, nigga. No doubt. No car payments. Condos paid for. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. 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 Why does it smell like cool water in here? Oh, that's my neck, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when I eat too much chicken, I love me some fried chicken. I don't got a napkin. You know what I'm saying? I got hot sauce all up on my BRG fingers. So I got to wipe it on my neck. So like my neck is my napkin. You know what I'm saying? So uh, after I do that, got to get fresh. So I go get my cool water cologne, spray that all up on my neck. BRG used to stink. Now he's good. Brooklyn does it. Brooklyn, we did it. Yeah. No doubt. Well, it's been great having you here on the no Awkward High Five podcast. No doubt. It's been great having you here on the Awkward High Five. No doubt. No doubt. It's been great having you here on the Awkward High Five. No doubt. It's been great having you here. Yeah. Yeah. On the Awkward. No doubt. High Five. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're back in hologram form. Oh, no doubt. It's good to be back. I'm glad I'm a hologram, you know what I'm saying? All I got to do is just bubble in the cut, be the big, big BLG that I always be, you know? Stay cool, you down to the socks, twist the cabbage off instinct, keep my man P. Diddy close by, be sniffing up a little Mookie's dress, ain't turning, hoe in, ain't turning that hole into no housewife, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm a bad boy. Be Frank White Peace holding, Sean Don sipping. 
And, uh, you know, I'll just be keeping it real. No doubt. Zia, Zia, no doubt. Uh, one last What's question up? before you have to go back into your hologram yeah. world. Yeah, you know, whatever's, whatever's. We got this, Jill. Are you, uh, are you upset that you weren't the first holograph, hologram, that they actually brought Tupac as a hologram before you? Oh, holy man, that nigga hologram. Yeah. Yo, you didn't know that? I'm sorry. Am I breaking that news right now? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about Pac being no hologram, you know? Damn. I thought B.I.G. was number one, because you know what I'm saying? B.I.G.'s always been number one, even though my man Pac, he schooled me to the game or whatever's and whatever's, but, you know, when it comes down to hologram, you want to see that, you know, skinny ass nigga, or do you want to see B.I.G. doing it like he's always done it? A chubby nigga on the scene since age of 13, you know what I'm saying? No, I I completely understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I've been a terror since the public school era. Bathroom passes, cutting classes, squeezing asses. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. No doubt. No doubt. I guess if I had to ask one last question, No Biggie, doubt, no doubt. It would be... No doubt. What's beef? Oh, no doubt. What? You know, before BRG was a hologram, beef would be when I see you. Guaranteed to be when I see you. You know, your poor little nigga ass would end up in the ICU. Probably all Swiss cheesed up from B.I.G.'s gat. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, everyone knows B.I.G. be holding seven Mac 11s, about 838s, 99s, 10 Mac 10s. The shit never ends. You know what I'm saying? So you fuck with the B.I.G., you end up Swiss cheesed up, no doubt. Laying in the ICU. You got to make your enemy start your Jeep. You know, you can't roll over less than 30 deep. So that used to be beef. Now it does. Now it's a bubble in the cut. It's a hologram. Just cooling out or whatever, whatever, whatever's and whatever's and whatever's. Beef is when I try and take a bite of a spare rib and that shit just falls right through me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a hologram. I know exactly so, what uh, you're saying. Damn, you know what's... That's the biggest, that's the toughest thing about being a hologram. I can't eat. You know what I'm saying? And all BRG loves to eat. You know, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. No doubt. No doubt. I'm missing out. No 100%. Doubt. Well, Notorious, thank you so much for being on the Awkward High Five podcast. Yeah, I'm about to be out. You know what I'm saying? I hope that, uh, I hope that you will come back more often. Oh, you might see BLG again. I got to do some performances as a hologram. You know what I'm saying? Right. <sighs> But uh, after I do that, hopefully I could stack some more uh, some some cake, and I'll come back. I'll get a trip up to the uh, awkward high five podcast, and uh, you know we be living good, whatever's and whatever. So uh, no doubt I'll be back. No doubt. All right, sounds no good. Doubt. Thank you so much. Uh, on your way out, can you can you get uh, Richie to come back yeah, in here so we I, can close the show? I'll go get a little more. We just got to take a couple puffs off this air. Oh, of course. Save I'll, uh, I'll get a little more for you. Please save me a couple. Uh... Oh, no doubt. I'll save you some of that cabbage. No doubt. No doubt. Okay, sounds no doubt. good. No doubt. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. No Hologram B.I.G. No doubt. No doubt. Leaving the room. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you. No doubt. All right. Get Richie. No doubt. Peace out. All right. Hopefully, a uh, guest that comes back more often. Um, you know, it makes sense that a, a hologram B.I.G. would be here. It makes totally no sense that the real B.I.G. would be here. I don't know why I thought that that actually happened. Either way, we're getting to the end of the show. And I just want to say to everybody, thank you for listening to uh, Awkward Pie. Uh, oh, you didn't tell me Biggie was on why, do you do, why are you not here? Hologram status. One of your favorite rappers of all time is here. He had me twisting blunts for him out there. So you missed the whole interview with Hologram Biggie? That's all right. We're cooling out later um, before he does his hologram thing. We're going to smoke that blunt down. You know what's the weirdest thing about it is is that uh, he keeps going to eat the mic, but his hologram face just goes through the mic. <laughs> it's very interesting. He is probably trying to eat it. That poor nigga can't even eat because he's a hologram. So he's trying to eat all this stuff out there and it just, you know. Just flops right through him because he can't eat. Now I'm gonna say that you're bad for him. It's okay for you to use the N word because you're Sicilian. Yes, I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, I, it's in me somewhere. Anyway, he it's said he's gonna come line. back, so hopefully next time you'll be in the actual room when Hologram Biggie is here. I know. I'm just. I was stoked to just see the hologram. You know, I love the Big. Right. And there's there's some blunts rolled. Yeah. Well, then there's only one thing to do. Yep. Be out. Shut this down. If you listen to the Awkward High Five podcast and you like it, go on to iTunes and leave a written review. Once we have 100 written reviews, we're going to throw a party. 
It's a party that you're invited to. It's a party where Richie is going to swallow a fish, right? Eat some glass. He's going to eat some glass. I'm going to wear a thong that says playa. I'm going to eat balut. Yep. We're going to have hologram biggie there. We're going to turn hoes into housewives. We're going to serve everybody scrapple. Yeah. And all that stuff. So please go to iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. And then leave a written review. Let's just say it one more time. There's so many of you that don't leave written reviews. So if you just do that real quick, we can actually have a real party. We're not just saying this. We're going to have a fucking killer party if you leave a quick (laughs) review on iTunes. So let's just leave them. Take five seconds, throw that review on, and we'll fucking blow the roof off the place. Okay. I just had to say that. Blowing the roof off the place, not included. Exactly. We're also on Twitter at AwkwardHI5, the number 5, and Facebook, and all that good stuff. Follow us, and we'll see you in a few short days. Move on. With love, with breath, wanna smoke you up. Even though my chest hurts, smoke you up. Get more pain, less, wanna smoke you up. Inhale my best, and I'm out of love. With love, with breath, wanna smoke you up. Even though my chest hurts, smoke you up. Get more pain, less, wanna smoke you up. Surrounded by seeds, I'm lost in the trees. My thirst and hunger seem to increase. The music we- Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.